This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I would see, I was put in an unbelievable situation, you know, just with the talented players that we have. Um, great quarterback play, you know, great skill positions, you know. Offensive line played really well this year and uh, still was able to lean on Rick Dennison all year. Used him a lot. Still was able to lean on, you know, Kennedy and, and uh, Keenan, those veteran coaches, Coach Zimmer every day. So I would say that I was put in, a, in really an unbelievable situation. I was really blessed to be a part of that. God. Clint Kubiak I, there was asked if he was, if he was put in a tough situation as a 34-year-old inexperienced play caller. And, you know, he just uh, – I got nothing. I feel I said, bad. I don't want. I don't even want to rip him. I almost feel like like I'm ripping a high school kid or something. Like he's he's in his mid 30s and he's a professional coordinator, so I shouldn't feel bad. But like he no, definitely was put in a tough situation. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah, he was and um, failed miserably. Like F F minus. What's worse than an F? Uh, incomplete. Incomplete. No, I think like incomplete. No, quit. no, it's complete. It's a complete failure. Yeah. Like what's wor- like I'm looking for a grade that's worse than an F. Do they F give F minuses or do they stop no, at F? Stop I W'd some classes in St. Cloud, but that's removing yourself Whoa. from the situation. That's that 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 doesn't give you an F. <laughs> yeah, you withdrew. That's, yeah, that's different. Yeah, they had that at the like, University of that move. They had that at the University of Minnesota too, where you could do, you had like one or two. It's like a window. At any point in your college career, move. you could just you could just be like, you know what, ah. Uh, Good. If you, you failed nine that, tests, that and you're like, I'm, let's just pretend like this never happened. <laughs> That's the transfer portal of classes. Yeah, you put yourself it, in the portal, and it doesn't show up on your resume. Right, you're just you're just removing yourself from the situation. <laughs> I'm not going to be very good at this. Uh, I'm I'm out. Uh, it's feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd here, and we have so many Vikings questions and comments. You can always hit us up throughout the week on the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom. And that app is a central hub for everything we do, all of our podcasts, all of our YouTube videos, all of Judd's written work. So check it out. And uh, people also hit us up on Twitter, the YouTube comment section. But let's start with uh, with this one from Sandy Bow via the Score North app. I like Judd's shave. He looks 15 years younger. Mm. Very you, nice. Clean, Thank you clean very shaven much. early in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got the uh, mm. old man beard trimmed off late last week. I don't like the shave lots because I've, I've got the skin that sort of you know gets reddish Irritated. sensitive skin so you, you do like to class it up and clean it up for black monday every year oh yeah i've got to i've got to but my problem is the beard now and I, I think this is the first time i've grown the beard in the last year where it just grows in all gray so like it used to be mm-hmm. sort of reddish and gray and you know i looked older but not but this time it's like old man gray and so yeah, yeah i definitely drops drop some years not to mention dropping the pounds that's right yeah thanks to livia uh dave winter via twitter says i know one of your shows is purple daily i love it i was wondering if you guys could deep dive into teams like arizona cincinnati buffalo and figure out what exactly they did to turn their franchises around faster than usual it seems and that the vikings can do some of those things in the future thank you I would put the Chargers in there too, just as a well, team. That, and what do they all have in common? Well, they have an amazing young quarterback on yes. a rookie scale contract. Yes, and uh, largely with those teams, aggressive, offensively minded coaches. Although Sean McDermott comes from a defensive background, but 
he seems like one of the rare in today's NFL defensive background guys that also understands offense and being aggressive and sure. maybe even to a fault. Like they've just kind of eliminated their running game in Buffalo at times. Yeah. But I mean, th- I mean that's how you easier said than done. Just go get a Joe, Bur- a Joe Burrow or a Kyler Murray. I mean, like the Vikings are never bad enough to be drafting that high and they haven't with Rick Spielman shown a willingness to be aggressive enough to trade up. I mean, the Chiefs traded up 17 spots to get Pat Mahomes. But if you can get that young, dynamic, rookie-scale contract quarterback, that's how these teams are doing it. And then the rest of your roster is kind of a work in progress, but you build it. And When when we discuss this, like, we're not making this up. Like, it's not like, I think what would be a good, you know what I just, last night, for the first time, I thought of, if you could get a young quarterback on a rookie contract, like, there, this is what, what you've seen, and... The Chiefs are a great example of a team that had an existing veteran, solid, very solid quarterback, a very solid, good team, and said, no, 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 not enough. So, so like, like we are, our discussions, although they, they draw um, um, critics, our discussions are based largely in precedent. Oh, a hundred percent in precedent. But, but I mean, yeah. it's not like we're off the wall. Hey, I got a wacky idea. Go get a young quarter. Like, no, but but our, dude, there's there's a segment of the Vikings fan base yeah. that mocks you. No, and I know. Us and anyone, if you say, guys, I don't, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is it, especially at that price. I feel like, and it doesn't mean that there's not other problems. Yes, the defense needs to get better. Everything, sure. but but if you feel like you've got a quarterback that just ain't it. It's kind of it's kind of checkmate for the rest of the roster too. Like you can fix your defense, but ultimately you're you're going to be held back. And right. the pushback you get is, well, I mean, well, well okay, then what, how would you replace him? Well, I don't know. I mean, the the Eagles just found Jalen Hurts in the second round and made it work. By the way, they drafted Jalen Hurts when they already had a franchise quarterback, correct? First round quarterback Carson Wentz, because that's part of the Eagles' philosophy throughout the years is let's just keep Which, drafting quarterbacks. A good, and that's that's a good one. But so I think that there's I think there's scenarios here and and like the chiefs with alex smith was one which is we've got a good qb and we can be good like like we'll probably we won't win a championship but we can be a good effective team but how do we get great and i and and that's the problem here and why i think um our show in particular probably gets mocked at times for suggesting these things because i think we are at the core afraid of great like, mm-hmm. but if you, but if you try to get great and you whiff, what happens? Well, you get, you'll bad. be fine. Like, or, it, or yeah. you get bad for a few years, but, right. but, but it's the shot. Yes. It's like the idea of drafting a quarterback is met with, well, but remember Christian Ponder, remember Christian Ponder, like you could yep. wind up with a Christian Ponder. And I say like, people talk about that. Like it's so you, you might die. You might literally get hit by a bus and die. <laughs> it's like the Vikings made the playoffs with Christian Ponder. He was terrible. And they overcame it and still made the playoffs and won 10 games with Christian Ponder. By the way, Kirk Cousins has never won more than 10 games in his career, either with Washington or Minnesota. So it's like people have this perception that, oh, my God, if you were to move off Kirk, who's pretty good, he's like one of the 12 or 15 best quarterbacks in the world, you could wind up with Daniel Jones. You might. Or you could wind up with Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. Or you could wind up with, I don't know, Joe Burrow's, I think, going to be one of the three best quarterbacks in the league for a while, but... That and would I'm, be nice. And and I feel like I'm at least taking steps to solve the problem by saying I agree with the ponder critiques. Yeah. Not just ponder, though. The guy who drafted him. I'm saying I want somebody else drafting my QB. I don't trust Rick. But that doesn't mean that, that you should then in perpetuity say, oh, I'm done drafting QBs high. Uh-uh, can't do that. No, you find somebody who can identify them and, and who gives you a better shot. Like, I don't think it's that tough, really. Uh, Skolny on the oh boy. Purple Daily YouTube channel, noted critic, but also someone who loyally watches like and Skolny. listens on a daily basis. Thank you, I'm Skolny. a big fan of Skolny, I got to admit. Scornorth is praying Kirk never leaves. If he does, they might actually have to find a new topic. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy chimes in here on YouTube as well and says, it's so entertaining listening to how bitter Mackie is about Kirk every day. I hope Kirk stays just to make Mackie miserable. The guy is just filled with hatred for Kirk and Kirk's fans. Um, 
I will say that, uh, yes, I, I haven't slept in four years. I just mm. sit up all night he waiting waits. for the Vikings to you trade moved. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You moved because you, tried to move not, away. you yeah. couldn't be in the same state with Kirk. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I will say I want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. So I'll tell the, tell the Kirk Crusaders out there, what do you want? Like, what is your ethos as a Vikings fan? Because sometimes I feel like the Kirk fans – if if he throws for four thousand yards, then it's good enough, and you know, fix everything, whatever. You get your act cleaned up in the other ten areas of a football team. It's good enough for me if my guy throws for four thousand yards, and I get to hang that banner. Like it literally feels like people care more about his hollow stats than the Vikings winning a championship. And that's all I like. I'm sitting here every day, talking and opining through the prism of I want them to win a championship. And I think that Kirk, with his lack of presence and his bloated salary and his hollow stats, prevents them from taking those steps. So it's like, oh, call me a hater if you want. Like, I want the Vikings to be better, and I think he's part of the main reason why they're not. So. Speaking from at least my own personal perspective, if not the entire show's, though, Skull needs a thousand percent right. Eight has been great for business. I mean, Kirk Cousins is great. Like, I'm not going to. But you know what will be better for business? A A freaking stud rookie quarterback that brings the, not a rookie, like a rookie scale contract for the next five years that helps the Vikings build a monster roster that wins 12 or 13 games. Like, that that will be even better for business. But dissecting Kirk for the last four years from all all the potential angles that, that we have and basically the rest of the people that do what we do in this town have is great for us. Like, I love. Um, a lightning rod quarterback is fantastic. There's nothing worse than a milk toast bore ass QB, well, well, right? He's, he's those two. He's he no, no, but, very but much those two things. He wants to be, but he's not. He he wants to be, but because of his contract and because of his approach, he's not. Um, I'm saying I liked him a lot. God bless him. Gus Ferrat, pretty boring. Like there, the, there wasn't a lot there. Like you could talk about him some. But, I mean, Kirk is great for conversations and debates. But, yeah, ultimately, a championship, a Super Bowl parade, shall I say, down 94 would be nice. Phil might come back for that. The other thing, too, I hear is, like, you guys at Score North and Purple Daily, you thrive off negativity. And you, the Vikings being bad is, no, no, let me tell you. Like, just to bring you behind the curtain, when the Vikings are good and when they win. Now, for Ventline sometimes, like, when they lose an epic game on Halloween against a backup quarterback to Dallas, that was our most consumed episode of Vikings Ventline because people are pissed in the moment. But in terms of, like, long term, yep. not just us, the entire sports media industry locally, whether it's your favorite radio station or TV coverage, everything spikes when the team is playing well and winning Yes. And so, yeah, we all thrive off passion. That's what we thrive off of. And passion can be a, a loss to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, or you're in first place and great. The, the, from our jobs, the only thing I hate is when it's just boring. And the Apathy. team is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Minnesota and, Twins. Or the Wolves, right? Like, um, at least previously, people checked out. So, so I would say we don't thrive off of, negativity we thrive off of things that make people passionate yeah drama storylines yeah. anticipation a loss to the cowboys so. raises the ire and passion that's awesome yeah. art vandalay chimes in on the purple daily youtube channel zolgod zolgod g-o-d zolgod yeah that's from roy c bow down to your zolgod that's from patrick yeah what don't you like about kirk's personality he's very professional never says a bad word about anyone he's a pro in front of the press and his tactfulness in public forums is the marker of a good leader. What's not to like about Kirk's personality? Are you just hung up on his salary? Uh, no, zero passion. Zero passion. Zero. He is, he, and, and we've probably now beaten this to death, but the I just work here guy has like zero that. passion. Like He's an incredibly talented. What frustrates you about Kirk is the talent within his body to play quarterback is really high like like you're like give me more give me more he's the student who could easily get a's but you know what a b is fine i'll take the b 
Yeah. I probably don't yeah. get C's, but I there, ain't getting A's. There's like a weird missing chip. Like if yeah. you were to take, I said this yesterday on one of our shows, if you were to take Kirk's ability to throw accurately and just like his deep ball, you know, how beautiful that deep pass looks and all these things, and you were to combine it with Case Keenum's fire, his gravitational pull, guys loved being around Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Guys just kind of treat Kirk as a coworker, right? He's just kind of there. Like people aren't like Dalvin has been complimentary of Kirk, but guys don't t- like. Do you think we're going to get a Terrell Owens? That's my quarterback speech from any anybody in that locker room, right? Not really. I mean, Kirk is oh. Kirk's been getting a ton of heat off and on from us, and you know, there's other people too that have poked him too. And it's like, yeah, Dalvin stepped up a little bit. Kyle Rudolph basically just like ignored him in a 2000 word players tribune piece. Like he's just not a guy that you go into the foxhole with. That's the right. best way that I can explain his personality. And look, that's not that, just us. By the way, this is like, we're hearing this too. This isn't just like us watching on TV. Well, and I mean, I see him. He's, he, he has no, he, he doesn't have the, the necessary amount of fire and passion in his personality that can mesh with talent that that's high. If Kirk, athletically sucked like if he couldn't really throw well and he was just a dink and dunk guy one he he wouldn't be starting and certainly not being paid um and two it wouldn't be a conversation like it's a conversation because he is not reaching his potential i am the third grade teacher who says kirky kirky come here a second here baby we got a lot more potential there let's bring that out and you say that's a third grader though yeah baby well, that well, too. I wouldn't address a third grader as baby. That'd be kind of weird. I also don't know if, that you would chastise a, guy, a third grader for not living up to his or her potential. Oh, yeah. You can see oh, it my, early. Yeah. My father yeah, would Don't be yeah. a dead ass. Yeah. Kirk, you don't be a dead no, no, ass. Flashbacks. Yeah, no, this is definitely. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely oh, yeah. Something. Third yeah. grade. I yeah. got this talk in third grade. <laughs> I got this talk in fifth grade. I got this talk in eighth grade. Yeah. You can live, live up. I don't want to get A's. I don't care. But I wasn't being paid to go to school. I was, yeah, I was a, I was a I was high being achiever paid in third to go grade. To school. I was being recruited but, by all of the elementary schools. But our frustration, in, <laughs> but our frustration in Kirk is born out of Ox- the fact Oxbow that Oxbow Creek there. Elementary yeah. in Champlin. That's right. Yeah. I was making six figures by third grade. Transfer portal. <laughs> if you weren't, uh, Jeff in Arkansas via the Score North app, he says Matt Burke today talking with Paul Allen did his best politically correct attempt to say that the Vikings need a change. As the conversation continued, PA said Zim had lifted a Lombardi, referring to his uh, Dallas assistant defensive backs coach job in the mid-90s. Uh, it's absurd. He's ripping PA for defending Zimmer here. Uh, PA also made a condescending comment about media and speculation, which we we saw that on the Vikings.com clip where, you know, this speculation and it's all driven by – Media with pitchforks, you know, Mike Zimmer's job being on the line. So, oh, there's not really a question here, but what do you think about what do you think about Paul defending Zim the way that he has in the last week? We've had a lot. In fact, I don't I don't bring this up to like start a brush fire here, but we've had a lot of people ask us similar oh, questions sure, this no, week. So, fair. yeah, it's very fair. Uh, so, Paul is employed by the team. He's friends with Mike. I believe they own at least one horse together so they're yeah. quote unquote business partners so i'm not surprised like i i guess because i worked with sid for a, a long time it's very much like sid was like he defended his friends and and that was sid had and paul has an agenda and ultimately in my opinion those agendas aren't necessarily championships they they are preservation agendas to keep the status quo and keep your friends in, in place. Cause I, you know, if Mike and Rick go, there's a lot of people that we potentially know and like who could be gone. It's professional sports. That's the risk that is run in pro sports. Um, so I'm not surprised. And, and I think for a guy in Paul's shoes, I wouldn't say it's a status quo or the norm, but I don't think it's an unusual, but we have conversations that revolve around things that a lot of people who work for the team aren't going to like, but we owe that to the people who watch and, and podcast us. 
Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say we are unvarnished in our speculation and reporting and discussions. And if you draw a paycheck from the team, I wouldn't expect the same. That's yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we try to start every Purple Daily episode by saying we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And so any sort of criticism or negativity or hate that you hear is through the prism of wanting that situation or player or position group to be better so that they can win a Super Bowl. And so I think we sort of pride ourselves on like we our loyalty is to you guys, the audience, and to the idea that we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. If you work for the team, it's harder because you can't just come out and say, like even if you think that someone should be let go, like you can't come out and just say that. And you build these close relationships with people on the team, as as Judd you know laid out with Zimmer. It just like it just becomes a lot more murky when things aren't going well. It's harder to speak on them when you work for the team, or when you have some sort of you know partnership with the team. The, you know the the company that you work for partners with the team. Like it makes it harder. It makes it harder. Absolutely. Um. That's why Ken Rosenthal got let go from MLB Network mm-hmm. last week because he was criticizing the Major League Baseball commissioner, and they said, oh, we can't have that, right? Makes it harder. Yep. Now, the Athletic's not going to let him go because the Athletic doesn't have a partnership with Major League Baseball. So uh, Jordan Tyler on Twitter says, do you guys think Andre Patterson has done enough to be retained and promoted to defensive coordinator compared to an old bringing in an old vet like Vic Fangio if he gets fired from Denver? I do want to state that I'm all for cleaning house, Jordan says, but there are a select few like Andre Patterson and Rob Brzezinski that are worth retaining. Thoughts? Um, agree with the second part. I don't know if he would be retained as D- as DC or or just go back to being defensive line coach. My guess is if they do bring in a, a new coach and potentially GM as well, that that person is going to want to name a, a new OC and DC. So do I think that Patterson, if he wants to stay here, has a chance at being retained? Yes. Do I think that he's got a chance being retained to run the defense? No. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I'm on the record. I would keep Rob Brzezinski. I think he's an excellent cap guy. He's, he's brilliant in his job and, He's been around for a long time, so I would I would try and keep him. I think Andre Patterson has also been brilliant as a position coach. Yeah, um, very good. I don't know. Like once you open the door to all potential defensive coordinators in the universe, there's probably better candidates. But he's also never really gotten that full on chance, right? Because his only defensive correct me if I'm wrong, but his only defensive coordinator work has been co-defensive coordinator with Zimmer's kid. I believe this was his first chance, and he's got to be in his 60s now, too. So Because he he was here um, with Denny in the 90s, I believe, as the uh, defensive line coach, and was good. And look, the one thing about what we're talking about, which is blowing a lot of people out in high positions, um, will you can't then pick and choose. Yeah, but you can't fire this guy. No, like, like we are opening Pandora's box here. Um, but in my opinion, it's worth it. So, so like, you can't be like, they fired Brzezinski. That's the, now I personally wouldn't fire Rob, but that being said, we are having discussions that go down the path of everybody aside from like the chef being let go. And, and that's, and that's the direction of things naturally uh, when, when you change a coach and especially if you also change the GM. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Paulson on YouTube, he sent this before Sunday's game against the Packers, scolding us. You guys are a bunch of chicken littles. The sky is falling. Just take a deep breath and relax. Right now, let's hope the Vikings beat the Packers, and then we have a good chance of getting into the playoffs. There are about 16 NFL teams that wish they were as good as our Vikings. I you Go ahead. 16? Hang the banner. I got nothing. Is it 16? 16? It's probably pretty close. Yeah, they're like right in the middle of the pack. If they beat the Bears, then they're like pretty much right in the middle of the pack. I, got I think we hang the banner. Yeah. What would you put on it? You can't be too wordy on the banners because you don't want the font to get too small. But, you know, Vikings in better position than 16 other NFL teams. Trophy emoji. Can I help out here for just a second? Because I, I, I thought of the perfect 
parallel to, to what, and I know his frustration and what he's trying to say here, but um, keep in mind, a large part of the reason that the Vikings are in a beautiful new stadium is because this basically the sky fell on the old one. Sometimes you need to bring the old sky down. Sometimes it falling is the best thing that could possibly happen. The Metrodome roof doesn't collapse. Getting that new stadium is a lot tougher. But when she fell down and the Vikings just happened to watch it fall down. Oh, whoops. Um, it was uh, oh, it was no. a great day. Oh, I'm sure Bagley was they just g- devastated the next day. Oh, it fell with the roof. They could have given a heads up to the one guy who was on the, the you know, whatever, the motorized cart that almost. Got oh, no, no, you can't tip your head. But that anyway, guy. that's my favorite time. part of that video is that dude just running for his life. I mean, and I got to imagine that was like legitimately probably the top five scariest moments of that guy's life oh, is watching. Oh my Can you imagine yeah. seeing that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jared via Twitter has some reckless speculation here. Hell yeah. I'll give I'll give Jared the give him the second. Reckless speculation. I just thought of a nightmare scenario you might find interesting. Vikings fire Zimmer, Packers lose in the playoffs, like late in the playoffs, and give up 30-plus points. Green Bay front office brings in Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator in a string of moves of good faith toward keeping Aaron Rodgers for another year. Rodgers' affection for Mike Zimmer has always been evident, but puzzling, they win the Super Bowl next year, the Packers, with Mike Zimmer as the D.C. I could definitely see Mike Zimmer as a Super Bowl-winning defensive coordinator still. I think he's going to get a D.C. job at some point. Yeah. I'm very curious, given what we've seen the last two years, and especially this year, if he indeed has lost his fastball or if his attention got diverted to too much. Like, I guess last year, because the personnel in some cases was not good, I thought, okay, you know what? Go get veteran guys, right? But there there have been things this year that, I, that aren't talked about a lot because it's Mike. You know, Mike knows – defense Phil but there have been things where I've been like really and so I'm curious if if like he got a DC job and could just focus on on that could could he adapt back and stop teams or like have there been some fatal flaws in his beliefs that he can't get past yeah and you know obviously if he were to just only be focused on defensive coordinating insert joke about well that's what he's been doing for eight years with the Vikings then you know maybe he would maybe he would uh Find his niche again. Tony Claudine via the YouTube comment section. Guarantee you guys won't mention this. Here we are mentioning it. Take note, Tony. But Judd, there's a reason why you're not on the Pioneer Press payroll anymore. (laughs) Maybe it's because of your beer goggles. Dude, think things through. That's a lot to take away there. Does he mean the Star Tribune payroll? I was, I was <laughs> he never. He got the, the paper wrong. Did you freelance for the Pioneer Press? Oh, I've done some right. freelance, but I mean, those just occasional like stuff that I've done. Uh, I think he mean. Does he mean the Star Tribune? But I left. The uh, Star Jeb Tribune. worked at the Star Tribune for like twenty years. Oh, and I left to come here, which has been fantastic. Yeah, I Judd love. left but, on his own ten years ago. What? But wait, think things. Th- what, what should I? I think? agree with that. I do think you need to think. No, I I do too. But I mm-hmm. I would like more. Like if this is advice, I'd like to. Like, I want to know what I should think through, because, I mean, this guy might have good points. Oh, that's where the comment ends. It just says, dude, think things through. I Actually, and it's he used a different word than things, but you know, oh. trying to keep this family friendly. Oh, sure. But still, I'd like to know, Tony, follow up, dude. And your beer goggles. I mean, you're going to be drinking Surly Furious all the time. So, like, when is when is the beer goggles? Yeah, when should, I take, when, my, when should I take my you know, oh. beer goggles Tony, we need, a, we need a follow-up, Tony. Yeah. Hit us yeah. up, man. Hit Tony, we, we will read this. And and like that that's cool, but like I'm hanging here all weekend now. I'm hanging. Uh, Mike T via the Score North app says on Reckless Speculation Thursday, you propose Zimmer's thinking might be if they think about trading Kirk. Let's take this thing back to 2018. I never wanted Kirk anyways. Let me do this thing how I want. The thing is, there may never be a quarterback he's happy with. Love or hate or indifferent on Case Keenum, he was the leader they needed at the time, and now they miss. He's not as good, but he was cheaper and serviceable, and it's never mentioned that he never got the offseason with his guys going in as the starter like other quarterbacks have. Um, And then he mentions that, well, Case never did anything in Denver or Washington, but both of those teams fired their coach when he was there. So I guess I'll, I'll tie this up into a question. If the Vikings had rolled forward with Case kind of on a year to year basis, 
How would the last four years have been different? Oh, I think it would have been a disaster by some point in 18. I, I don't think it would have worked. Um, I think Case had a great season, and it was lots of fun. Um, but I don't even think – I mean, I think Case Keenum is a backup, and and one great year d- does not set you off. And, I mean, keep in mind, too, th- this story played out. It played out in Denver. It played out in Washington. Like, Case got chances to play a lot and failed. Uh, I think if you're going to frame this up to, to the point as a question, I think the question more of the of the game of what if and what might have happened is what if Sam Bradford doesn't get hurt? Like you make that trade, Bradford was supposed to be a, the guy. Like like he that was, was not excellent a, too for that 2016 season. Yep, and and won the first game in what 17 right against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, I think the game to play is what if that first round pick for Bradford works out and Bradford ha- has an extended period as your starting QB, because I don't think we can assume that Bradford wouldn't have experienced the same success in 17 that case did. Yeah. Bradford's actually one of the more fascinating. What if cases in NFL history, right? If he doesn't mm-hmm. have all those knee injuries and. Yeah, you know, he also kind of got stuck because he was with the Rams for a while when they were really train wrecky, and before they moved to LA. Yep, didn't right. he have Jeff Fisher as a coach too yeah. for a number of years? Like it was, yeah. and keep in mind too, uh, especially I think I think it was after sixteen, Mike I think went to Oklahoma to talk to Sam, and like they sat down, and and I think Mike liked Sam, and yeah. Sam really and Sam, yeah, and Sam was very very flatline. But not in the same way that Kirk. Is. I mean, Sam. I don't think was. I just work here, guy. And so no, Sam like, had some. That, yeah, there's a little bit of a deer in the headlights look on his face sometimes because yeah. that's just how he looks. But he was much more like from what Alex Boone has talked about too. Like he was a command the huddle, command the room kind of a guy. And there mm-hmm. was a. I don't know. He was also the number one overall pick, and so there was just kind of this quarterback confidence that he gave off that Kirk doesn't seem to. Uh, Tim Z via the Scorner app. Something I've not seen referenced in Mike Zimmer's coaching devolution is the dramatic, the dramatic change in the caliber of assistants he's hired. In the first few years of Zim's tenure, he surrounded himself with experienced people, many with head coaching experience, like Norv Turner, Tony Sperano, Pat Shermer, yes. Gary Kubiak. Uh, compare that with the current assistants, notably the nepotism twins. I respected Zim's early willingness to surround himself with talent and experience and viewed it as emblematic of his confidence in his own ability. This is perfectly said. Great point. Yes. But lately, I'm afraid his choice of assistants reflects his insecurity and possibly even paranoia. Oh. I mean, that, this is. Okay, that's wow. bravo, first of all. Give the yes. applause thing, because that's perfect. Yes, and, Congratulations, Tim. That's the perfect Tim, that is, feedback that is Friday comment. Awesome. If I had, uh, you know what? In fact, I'm going to just hand you, Tim, t- take this, my can of Surly Furious IPA. Um, okay, so so to Tim's point here, I'll, I'll give you one that doesn't get talked about, but I think is probably at least a really good subject. Jerry Gray. Uh, Jerry Gray was a had was a defensive back in the league himself. Became I think he was DC for the Titans at one point way back when, and he was Zim's first and I think for like the first I don't know six years or so of Mike's tenure here. His de- defensive backs coach. Now we gave Mike credit like Rhodes and Waynes when Waynes played well, um, but I don't think it's coincidental that Jerry Gray left. I think it was after two thousand. 19 and i don't know the circumstances because he just sort of left um it felt like a bit abruptly he's now with packers same job packers defense improving quite a bit secondary has been yep exactly right when when they're healthy well and who who's the kid is it rasul douglas who they picked up during the course of this year and he's just Mm -hmm. been fantastic my point being is jerry gray had a lot of credibility and i think in retrospect did a good job and the defensive backs have not been the same since gray left so that tim's point i love it and i think it's got a lot of tentacles uh to it uh drew voigt via the score north app says like other listeners have said when i listen to your show i feel like i'm sitting at a bar with three close friends drew that's a great compliment thank you appreciate mm-hmm. that uh you guys do an amazing job connecting with your listeners that said i would love to hear each of you person how each of you personally feel 
about the Vikings season and classic Vikings losses like we saw last week against Green Bay? Like, what is it like when you're actually experiencing these games? I imagine Declan becomes devastated, like most of us, when the Vikings flop. I, I picture Judd as the constant professional who's pretty even-keeled and always focused on delivering his mind-blowing takes. And I picture <laughs> Phil as the Michael Jackson meme, chomping on popcorn, just rooting for drama. Love you guys. Have a great 2022. <laughs> That's probably pretty That's accurate. That's accurate. I mean, <laughs> through the first, like, nine games, like, I was a caged animal in my apartment watching the last two minutes. Like, I pace around the house. Like, I, like what, what's the headline going to be? What's the wetline going to be like? I'm trying to figure out what direction of the damn show is going to go because the last two minutes has thrown the entire game plan, pun intended, <laughs> for a loop. So that is usually me. And then I would say I'd, I'd summarize the season as I'm over it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just over it. Uh, not because I'm checked out, just because it is it is such a classic Vikings thing to happen of watching them tease you and then figuring out ways, new ways to lose each week almost. Yeah. I generally, and you guys know this, like my natural state is I want to be a blind, optimistic homer. Like I, I, I believe in the Wolves and I want to I be a homer. The Vikings have beaten that out of me the last few years. Like I just get mad at this team or I just detach myself from the last like two to three years of this team. And so, yeah, I do root for drama. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Anything that's going to shake this tree and bring us into a new era of Vikings football in 2022, I am here for. And drama's good. Like, it's fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say um the consummate professional at times. I would say this. So the, the nice thing about this job compared to the Star Tribune job is in this job, if the team is good or if the team is good, it, it's way more fun like if they're really good it's way more fun mm-hmm. and so so i mean i truly want this team to be good now now the worst thing is boring but if this team would go on a playoff run this town would be nuts mm-hmm. fans would be crazy it'd be so much fun so i want them to win because if they win it adds layers of texture to the show like it's just good and it's more fun so mm-hmm. that's what i want a couple more quick ones here. So Kip via the Score North app. We actually had like three similar questions this week. Uh, any plans for Minnesota Rewind, Minnesota Sports Rewind, any new episodes? So, yeah, we we launched a series a couple years ago. It started with Sage Rosenfels telling Brett Favre stories over two episodes. And you can find this podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. It's called Minnesota Sports Rewind. Oh, there's like 20 or 25 episodes. Um, we definitely still mix in Rewind episodes here and there on Mackie and Judd and, and purple daily. I don't know that we're going to do anything with that podcast feed. Cause we just like, we've kind of hyper-focused on Mackie and Judd, purple daily, uh, Royce. But I, I think it's safe to say that in the off season, we will definitely be doing more like sort of evergreen look back storytelling mm-hmm. episodes like that. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Love it. And then Wyatt Lean is one of about 50 people who've brought this to the table. He brought this via the Scornorth app. He says, I hate to be a Randy rulebook here, but on mm. Wednesday's Purple Daily, write that down. Mackie was given a touchdown for a prediction that read, Cousins will be put on the COVID list before December 31st. Wow. I believe he was put on the list on December 31st, not before December 31st. I hate to be nitpicky like that, but just thought I would pass it along. Integrity of the game and all that jazz. Thank you, listeners. So this is like when I think they changed this rule a couple of years ago, but like when people would be watching the PJ Championship at home and somebody would say, oh, it looked like yep. Dustin Johnson grounded his club in a bunker. I'm going to call right. the hotline and uh, tattle on the golfer, right? So like right. this is definitely definitely a, a situation where about 50 different people have pointed this out in the last couple of days. So my first thought was maybe Declan just maybe Declan just like typed it wrong, which is very I'm possible. Gonna blame, I'm going bl- to blame Declan. Maybe very, Declan just yeah, typed it wrong. Very possible. There's no way I would make a rookie mistake like this in my <laughs> mm-hmm. sixth year of write that down. Mm-hmm. Thinking like my entire goal for the last month and a half was to make home run predictions before the end of the year. Why would I? Why would I like misspeak in that dramatic of a fashion? So I went back. I rolled the tape, and I indeed did say before December 31st. Oof. I'm going to self-report. Well, good for you. How, and, and we're going to take a touchdown pass off the board for me. How many notes did you get about this? L- about 40 or 50. Yeah. 
Thank you for thank in the comment in the YouTube comments on thank Twitter. Thank you for paying so much attention. Got a few on the Scornarth app. They pay more attention to you than I do. Then no. both I of us did. You. I mean, we we should have saw the writing right there, and I mean, we didn't really think much of it. And the thing is, like, my intention has been obvious. Like, I've been trying to throw touchdown passes the, right. the last month, and so my right. intention was very much like before the end of the year, he's going to get on the COVID list. Yeah, but I out loud I said before December thirty first. Gotcha. Or was your intention that you thought you wouldn't get caught and 50 people caught you? No. I because, I mean, you are the same guy. You are the same guy who said, I'm going to pick some soccer games here. I don't really know what I'm doing. And then pick <laughs> heavy favorites and lost on all three. All of those lost. I feel the like the karma god is biting you right in the ass out there in Seattle. Uh, Dax, what do you think? No, I did. Hey, I've I've had my touchdowns removed after they've been on the board as well. So uh, now, granted, they're for different circumstances. I fought them more than Phil did, but Phil owns up to it. So I I respect Phil. I, I'm the trying to gain like that. You. This is really I don't painful. Like you, Declan. No, they don't. No, I I, I tweeted a Joe. Bur- speak. I think Skolny said it yesterday. Uh, who was in Feedback Friday earlier? I tweeted a Joe Burrow tweet yesterday or two days ago that is getting an insane amount of uh, uh, talkers on Twitter, and he said, "This is why the guy on the left doesn't speak on Score North because uh, you got to save the takes for the big boys." As in, YouTube what I love about boys. Skolny is like Skolny spends probably two or three hours a day just yeah. hate watching us. I like just it. gnashing I like his him. teeth. <laughs> I feel like if I watched sidelines. our show, I'd be Skolny. <laughs> just who are these idiots? It's, these yeah. clowns. Maybe someday I'll flip this on and it'll be the Power Trip Morning Show instead, and then I can enjoy it. It'll be great. That's why you making don't fart draw. jokes? And That's stuff. why you don't draw a paycheck from the New York well, Times initials. anymore, Judge. Well, well, I never really worked for him, but okay, cool. Uh, That's sorry, why the I hockey told... news fired you. Take that one off the board. So that's your feedback Friday here on Mackie and Judd on this Friday, um, boys. I, I have another question for you here before we wrap for the week on Mackie and Judd. It's there's going to be so much playing out over the next, I don't know, three, four, five days, maybe the next week in terms of the future of the Vikings front office coaching and then eventually the quarterback position. But there was a graphic floating around a couple days ago on Twitter. I did retweet this. It's from at Catch the Blitz, and it's projected 2022 cap space. Um, and by the way, this... Uh, this discussion about the Vikings presented by our friends at Federated, I should mention. Federated's like an offensive line for your business. Mm-hmm. If you're a business owner out there and you know, you're know you obviously thinking about how to add more revenue and top line, but you should also be thinking about how potential risks could take away from your business, could harm your business, your employees. That's where Federated comes in. Federated has over 100 years of experience in helping businesses become as successful as they can be, minimizing risks, FederatedInsurance.com, and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. My question is, should the Vikings be focused on 2023 as they think about the next wave of changes? Projected cap space for 2022. The Vikings have the fourth worst cap situation in the NFL. They are currently $11 million um, above the cap despite the fact that the cap is going up like $25 million compared to where it was in 2021. The only teams that have a worse cap situation are the Saints, who are still digging out from like three or four years of shoving money into the future. They've actually done a pretty good job of staying competitive despite their cap hell. The Packers are the second worst cap situation, so they're going to have some issues keeping some players if they keep Aaron Rodgers. And the Cowboys are also kind of in cap hell. I mean, there are teams in the NFL with 75, 60, 50, like basically a quarter of the league has 50 plus million dollars in cap space. So as you look at this team and you say, all right, you can free up a little bit of cap space and then go get some free agents. Which free agents are you going to get that wouldn't get a boatload more money with other teams with 60, 70, 75 million dollars left in cap space? Not to mention, the Vikings also have several key players over the age of 30 now. Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, uh, Patrick Peterson, even Kirk Cousins is going to be 34 years old. Yep. I think a lot of people are thinking like, well, how can they do this this to be competitive in 2022? Would it be more prudent to look at 2023? Yes, it would be um, if you want to win a championship because I don't think that you're going to win a championship in 22. And I would want to give the new GM and coach an opportunity to look at things. So like they're, they're not going to cut every player who's expensive. 
Um, I think they probably would almost certainly try and trade Kirk, but then we, we get into to the, okay, Harrison Smith, Thielen, just go down that list of guys. Kendrick's uh, bar is almost certainly gone. And, but keep in mind too, so if you're going to build a championship team, it doesn't all come from just one place. H- having the money to sign Joe Thune to play guard is awesome because you plug Joe in and Joe plays left guard and, and instantly improves your team. Um, I think some people have the notion of, well, the Jaguars have all this cap space, so they'll just go out and sign a ton of, of guys. You don't win a championship that way. A roster is finessed through the draft, right? Free agency. And so I don't see, if, if you go in the direction that, that the Vikings should, I think trying to pop it in 23, 24, absolutely yes. And 22, to me, is all, all about, in some ways, self-discovery so yes i think that um and and this goes beyond the cap this is just a conversation about what should the philosophy be the expectations be and i i think as high as my expectations were going into 21 i would easily dumb them down for 22 to pop back up because football too phil i don't think it's a window sport like unless you're a really special patriots like that you know I, I don't think it's, uh, hey, your window is going to be 23 to 26, and it's going to be unbelievable. I think we've learned enough now to know that it's it's a moment of opportunity sport. So my question is, how would the new staff put the Vikings in the best situation to, for 23 to have that opportunity? Uh, yeah. And I don't think it's through trying to be, like, really competitive and, oh, we got we to gotta be great in 22. I don't think that's probably a great idea. I think, yeah, I mean, it's also, I know you could say, well, yeah, but like they could renegotiate Kirk's contract and then they could get rid of this guy, this guy, and they could clear up, you know, $30 million in cap space. And now they've got 20 million to play with. Right. But the other 31 teams can also restructure contracts and also go from 50 million to 60 million in cap space or 20 million to 40 million. So it's going to be, it's going to be so hard to land impact free agents to help fix this thing. Even if you do restructure Kirk's contract and a couple other contracts. And so I, I think what I would be asking myself if I was the new GM of the Vikings is how likely is it that we can compete for a championship in 2022? If the answer is not very likely, which I think if we're being real, like it's not very likely, even if Daniel Hunter comes back healthy, like maybe they can make the playoffs, but can they really compete with the best teams in the NFL next year? So many things would have to go right. Okay, if that's the case, what are the assets you have now that have value still that you could get something for in a trade and clear cap space out so you can really put all kinds of chips on the 2023 table? Like if I asked you guys, if you traded Kirk, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, and maybe Adam Thielen, and I know that this is really hard, or or Dalvin Cook. Mm Mm-hmm. This is really hard for fans to hear because these are all the jerseys that fans have, right? Like these are, these are like ring of honor caliber players that we're talking about here, but all of them are over the age of 30 or, or super banged up and not the same player like Dalvin Cook, but might still have some value if you were to float them to other teams. Could you stockpile? I mean, I, I think Kirk could get you a second round pick and some team would then smooth out that contract. Could you get a boatload of, second, third, fourth round picks, ammunition then in the 2022-23 drafts to move up as needed yep. and to replenish and restock the cupboards with young players yep, and wipe out your cap hell situation, right? And now, now you're free in a year from now. Maybe you've got $50 million in money that you can go spend in, in free agency and, and you can bounce back really quickly. I just worry that if you try to win again in 2022 – and make another push and remain in cap hell that you're just delaying the inevitable anyways. And I don't think you have to resign to being a four win team next year. I'm just saying, I think, I think like the Eagles were rebuilding this year. They're going to make, they make the playoffs in a rebuild year, right? With a new coach. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, that's kind of where my mind's at going into a week of changes, which is don't, don't be afraid to look at 2023 as the target year as opposed to continuing to like, oh, what can we do with this current roster and situation year by year? Have a plan that goes beyond 12 months from now. And depending on the 2023 draft, 
I'm going to tell you right now, a three-win year, I would take if I could. I just don't think it's possible. But, um, like, if, if you are – if the draft lends itself, especially from a quarterback class, to the guy being there, I'll fall on that grenade in a second. Ah, so we won two games. Too bad. Can yeah. we take it down to one? Like, yeah. I'd like to win one game. Like, look at also, look at also like the 20, so the 2012 Vikings that like won their division, uh, or excuse me, made the playoffs as a wildcard team. That's the infamous Joe Webb game. But then in 2013, they went to five and 10, right? Like they, they fell off the cliff, but then in 2014, they draft Teddy Bridgewater. In 2015, they start, they hit some home runs with Kendricks, Daniel Hunter, Stefan Diggs. They basically waited a little bit and then they started to pop in that 2015 season. They win another division title in 2017. I think you can take a similar path this year. Like that 2013 team had Jared Allen, who was coming off like he, he was going to be a free agent, but you you said goodbye to him. Greg Jennings wasn't the wide receiver you thought he was going to be, so you said goodbye to him. I think there's other parallels that other Vikings teams have done where they have done this quickly, and I think this team can also still do this quickly. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it has to be a five year. Like obviously, there's teams that just butcher it. I mean, the Browns for 20 years the Lions every year, um, and who knows? I mean, the Vikings might have new front office structure, but it, it what in the Vikings history, 60 years of history, has shown you that you should be afraid of like a five to 10-year doldrums period? Oh, nothing. It doesn't matter who the front office is, the well, coaches. Like they've, they've been stable enough as an organization to always bounce back after like one or two years, and then boom, they're competing again, and Maybe they're making another run at an NFC Championship game, right? It, in this current league with seven teams in each conference now making the playoffs, if you have like a five to t- ten year run, or God forbid, your Detroit, which has a forever run of being horse bleep, you are so incompetently run. It's your, it's totally your mm-hmm. fault. Um, this league is all about seizing opportunities, right? Like the smart teams, two thousand nine Vikings had everything but the quarterback. What did they do? They seized the opportunity. So, yeah, I I think that 2022 should be looked at as sort of the purge of the past. Um, And 23, come back strong. There's some teams in – I'm just going to take you to the top of the cap space list here. I mean, there are some teams in amazing shape going into this offseason. So the the Dolphins have a really competitive roster. Uh, They got off to a really slow start, then they got hot. They have $75 million in cap space. They might still go after Deshaun Watson, but they can go if they want to swap Tua for a better quarterback. Yep. Go get a couple more weapons, whatever. Yep. Uh, the Chargers have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. They might make the playoffs if they win on Sunday. And they have $72 million in cap space going into the offseason. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars always have cap space, they're just garbage and they always have rookie quarterbacks. Uh, the Bengals are sitting on, again, a division championship one of the top three to five quarterbacks maybe in the league right now, young, and $60 million in cap space. So, like, these – and I get that I just listed a bunch of AFC teams. In the NFC, there's a lot of, like, bloated veteran quarterback salaries. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan has, like, a $45 million cap hit. So mm-hmm. the NFC has a lot more teams in cap hell than the AFC because the AFC has all the good young quarterbacks. But – these are the te- it's not just what can the Vikings do. It's like what are the, what's the position of the teams you're competing against around the NFL? You're you're multiple steps behind, and you're trying to play catch up. And uh, seven wins, eight wins. Another thing too, and, I've, and you know, tie this in with Feedback Friday. I've seen a variation of this a couple times. And people pleading for the Vikings to tank on Sunday. I agree. If you play Kirk Cousins on Sunday, it is malpractice. It's front office malpractice. It's coaching, Mike. It doesn't matter at this point. If you win or like Mike Zimmer's fate is not going to be decided on Sunday. And so somebody needs to get there and say, listen, guys, playing Kirk Cousins could lead to two terrible things. Number one, if you win the game because Kirk Cousins is, you know, capable of beating the Bears at home in a noon game, it might affect your draft position by two, three, four, five spots. And you'd rather draft. Ninth or eighth or tenth than twelfth or thirteenth. Like every one of those spots is, it's either you get a better player or you're closer to move up a couple spots if there's a player or a quarterback that you want, right? So like that, people might say, what's the difference drafting ninth or twelfth? Well, it can mean 
the ability to trade up to sixth or not to get the quarterback that you want, right? And the other thing, too, is I know Kirk's Mr. Durable, but what if he takes a shot or something? Like, what if someone rolls up into his knee and all of a sudden he suffers a devastating injury and you can't trade him? Yep. He's not ready for week one next season. Like, what is the upside of playing Kirk Cousins and other starters on Sunday? Can anyone explain it to me? No, there's zero. It's my it's Mike being Mike. And and unless somebody tells Mike, we're not doing that. You are not going to play, you know, cousins. Um, you shouldn't play Dalvin. There's no reason to play Dalvin Cook. You you know, the the, the guy came back from a basically shoulder that was out of the socket. God bless him. But I mean at this point in time, but it's Mike being Mike, and Mike is belligerent, Mike is petulant, Mike can be a child, and Mike is going to do things his way. But Here's the thing, and this is the thing that, uh, or among the things about football people that drive me crazy. They think we're so stupid. They, what do they talk about continually? They talk about, we want to see player X put something on film. We need to see him put something on film. So now, and I don't care if it's for Mike and Rick or the future coach and GM. I don't give a crap who it's for. But in an exhibition game, you have a chance to see Kellen Mond put a game on film. Incredibly valuable. How has he grown? How has he not grown? Like, and and my concerns early on about Mon being the backup were, I don't want to see this kid thrust into a game that's important if you're good, and oh my God, he's not prepared, and this is a mess. Mm. But now it's the perfect time to look at Mond and to say, okay, that's really flawed. That's not bad, or kid can't play. You know, like, like this has been a disaster. Um Football people talk about this all the time. We want to see the player put something on film. So now you've got your perfect chance. Like this is this is exhibit A of it's putting a it home on. game, yeah. right? It's the and Bears. it's a home run. It's a home run. There's no downside. If he sucks, that's good. We yeah. get to learn that. So so now they conveniently forget that and are like, it's all about trying to win. And it's Come and I get it. I get it. Like organizationally, you don't want to be a white flag organization, and I do get some of that. That, but, but it's but it, the message that you're sending doesn't matter anymore because you're well, on the verge of major changes, and so you should be setting yourself up for the best possible draft pick and yeah. setting yourself up to not have your quarterback blow his knee out, and now you're unable to make a move this off season. I think there's a potential ethical discussion about starting Mond if the Bears are in playoff contention. Yeah. But this is an exhibition game between two terrible teams. There's no justification for this. Like, like this is, to use your term, it's perfect. This is malpractice. And it's also completely going back on everything you say that you want to do. There is no, there is no upside for either team to win. There is an upside for both teams to get a look at players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is a, it is a preseason game. That's mm-hmm. what this is. The bear. If the Bears were in playoff position, it would be a discussion. But it's not. Yep. And feelings don't matter at this point. Oh. All that all that matters is the future of your franchise and making sure that you have the the best and most assets possible going into the next five months. So, man, I, also I just would. I hope nothing. I hope nothing happens. I mean, I don't want to see Kirk get hurt ever. Like, I don't want to see players get hurt. Yeah. But it would just be like. Such a classic Vikings thing if someone rolled into him, backup offensive lineman playing because of COVID or whatever. Like, Absolutely. You're also like, if what's the status of Darisaw and Brian O'Neill right now? They're still on the COVID list, right? No, o- O'Neill's off of it. He's off, think, okay. And I think he is set to play. I think okay. Darisaw remains on it. Yeah, there's, but I mean, you're so your blind. Your right? blind side's going to have a backup. Oh, my God. There, there's no justification. This is being petulant. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's uh, that's Mackie and Judd this week. So much to be decided and discussed next week. Black Monday. That's where Judd comes to play. Black Monday. Judd walking around clean shaven, black suit. I will tie. be clean shaven for mm-hmm. that. Is Black Monday legitimately time. one of like your top five favorite days of the calendar year, Judd? It's coaches and families getting displaced. It might be top three. I what do you what, what do you have to say to like it when Mike Zimmer? When Mike Zimmer says on his, you know, weekly Viking show that like people need to consider the families involved when head coaches get Oh yeah, no. Fired. I like it. Let's see. What would I say to him? Your choice. Yeah, you have plenty of money to move. Well, it's also your else. choice. But but he's saying it's his the life you signed up for. But it's the life that you signed up for. Exactly right. Like like if your fa- family's like, 
what the hell is going on here? Dad's getting fired. Then you know what? Dad's done a bad job of being dad. Yeah, and dad also had a nice, as an assistant coach, you know, had a nice little cushy six-figure job working a, a, a dream NFL job. So he's, he's fine. Like he's fine. these jobs, yeah, these jobs are, how can I put this nicely, volatile. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. Mackie and Judd. Um, you can always download the Score North app on this Feedback Friday. You can hit us up on the Score North app, Feedback tab. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on YouTube. Uh, we just went over 9,000 Score North Instagram followers. So thank you guys for hashtag engaging with us on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you. Vikings Vent Line is going to be very much speculative and a look ahead on Sunday after that game is over. So check us out on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. See ya. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.